We are talking travel with Sally Lucas. Now, Sal, uh, we're having a look at Tassie today. We are, and it's one of my favourite states, Sarah. I'm always waxing lyrical about Tassie, but it just is so beautiful. If you haven't been down there, please put it on your bucket list. It is delightful. People keep trying to compare it to New Zealand, and I say, no, don't do that. New Zealand is different. Oh, you know, we don't need to go to Tassie. We've been to New Zealand. Yes, you do need to go to Tassie. It is different, and it is stunningly beautiful. It's I forget, something like 8,000 lakes in that tiny little state. Oh, my, that's amazing. And the waterfalls are amazing and the walks you can do and the sea cliffs. There's, it's just so much, the food, the wine, everything. It's delightful. And, of course, it's old. It was one of our oldest penal settlements. So you've got some beautiful old houses and buildings down there as well. And you can you forget that you can fly, you know, from Sydney in just yeah. a couple of hours, Melbourne. Well, I mean, you're well, you can go Newcastle, there. Melbourne, Hobart yeah, that way. Because yeah. a lot of people don't want to go to Sydney. That's right. But you only heard what has been happening down there in the last couple of days with the queues outside the door. That's how busy it is. Absolutely. So, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But firstly, yes, because of the success of Bridgerton, the the Tassie Tourist Office have decided they think they want to... um, you know, tack on their little bit to Netflix and um, <laughs> and Bridgerton to tell you about some of what they consider their Bridgerton type establishments okay. that you can stay at. So um, one of them you might have heard of is a boutique hotel called Prospect House. And um, that has featured actually in one of their little video clips inspired escape to Tasmania called Bridgerton, their inspired escape. Ah. But it's a manor that's wonderful, but it's early 19th century Georgian architecture. But there are other places as well. There's another one called Rathmore, Rathmore, sorry, and it's a farm north of Hobart. So you can do everything from watching sheep graze graze rather to spotting the resident platypus that lives there. And it dates back to 1828. So it is an original original homestead where you've got the usual antique chandeliers, fireplaces, formal dining room, just to take you back in time. And they've got four beautiful heritage bedrooms within the house that you can you can book and stay in. Or there's a rustic sort of chic shears quarters or cottage, if you like. And you can also fish for trout if you want to, uh, enjoy a house-prepared picnic while peacocks walk by. Wow, just it gorgeous. sounds like time out, you know. You oh. can just slow down a little bit and really enjoy your surrounds. And we all need to do that from time time to time, I can assure you. Uh, There's another one called The Granary, and it used to be a grain storage for the Richmond Hill property near Launceston. And anyway, it went through an incredible massive renovation, and it's now just like a a sanctuary. They've just filled it full of the most beautifully kept gardens. You've got beautiful golden sandstone walls and oak beams. Contemporary style, though, they've done it like vintage meets contemporary, so they've done it with luxury bedding, underfloor heating, but you're in this beautiful old building, so that's another one you could do. This one has been, it's often been booked, I know, from my own experience. It's called Quambia Estate. Now, it was built over 10 years from 1828, and it's near Launceston as well, and it is just absolutely wonderful and it's got a grand dining room that's open to guests and the public as well so you can actually go there for a meal even if you're not staying there. Oh that's great. And then you've got the Woodbridge which is an 1825 mansion on the Derwent River not far from Hobart and again it is just beautiful. It's got a tower room even and all these different suites. It's again of Georgian architecture and lastly there's one called Brickenden Estate Um, and it's sort of, um, it's a country cottage if you like outside Launceston but you've got to remember too that there's lot to a lot to explore even around all these areas. There's a lot of UNESCO World Heritage sites, etc. So you're steeping back in history, but you're also still enjoying modern comforts. 
and beautiful wine and food, which Tassie is famous for. So, Sal, it's one of those places where you hire a car and you go exploring. Well, that's what we do. Well, we actually drive down and go on the ferry. Yeah. So you've got that option as well. We've got a car fridge. We can stop where we like. We throw in a little gas burner and a kettle. We can stop it in a national park or a beach somewhere and cook a cuppa and, you know. You're not reliant on anything. No, and you can pick up some cheeses at the beautiful cheese places along the way and chocolate places for that matter. But, yeah, so you've got all these wonderful food you can avail yourself of, so. I mean, obviously, for the elderly, they probably would want to do a coach tour because they might not want to drive. I understand that. But but if you're able of driving and you love a driving holiday, it's a delightful way to explore Tasmania. Beautiful. Now, if you are flying, uh, we need to talk about airport screening because it's something that a lot of us just haven't done in a very long time. And how to pack. It's one you haven't got your glasses caught again on the uh, headphone cell. (laughs) They're yes, a, I have. They're a hazard, these headphones, I'm telling oh, you. I tell you, absolutely. They really are. Now, we're talking about airport screening and, and packing. Just a couple of things, you know, to refresh us on because a lot of us haven't been doing it. Well, I was thinking about it because I only heard on the news this morning, of course, what a chaos it's been at Sydney Airport over the last couple of days. Yeah. And look, having said that, even before COVID, Sydney Airport is extremely busy if you've never flown before even though they say an hour to check in for domestic I never get there under two hours yeah you give yourself because even with two hours sometimes we only get just enough time to get to the gate the 20 minutes before really so please be there at least two hours before and have your things ready for screening don't hold everybody up in the queue because you haven't got your stuff out yes yep like men, you've got to take your belts off. If you've got any metal on you, you've got to take Phones change out, out of, of your pockets, pockets etc. Your phone doesn't have to go though on the screening tray anymore. You can leave that in a handbag if the ladies or you know it can stay. Yep, they recognise it. Phones, but laptops have to come out, right? Anything sharp. You can't have in your hand luggage. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Not even a nail file. Yeah. Okay. Certainly no scissors or. You know, no aerosols. And that's what people need to start doing before they get there because it does hold everybody up. And you think, look, and and the screening takes long enough as it is without someone there fiddle fiddling around, you know, suddenly thinking, oh, I haven't got to take my belt off, I've got to take my shoes off, oh, I've got a piece of jewellery that has, I've got a particular Pandora bangle that sets it off. Right. So I know that. And so I always make sure that's, that's taken off and I put that in the tray. Is so, there a checklist for people that might not yeah, be just, as frequent just, just, just Google it. Just Google yeah, okay. um, check-in for domestic screening, check-in for international, because it is different. Because okay. international, you can't take your liquids, aerosols and gels um, over 100 mils, but you can if they're in a Ziploc bag, and then sure. you can put them in the tray. Okay. But that doesn't apply to domestic. So you've just, just got to well, check with your travel agent. I mean, that's what we're there for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you haven't got, some people don't have computers. You know, elderly people, particularly. You know, a friend of mine doesn't have a computer or a mobile phone. Yeah, exactly. So you know, that's what we're there for to help you, so you don't have these delays, pitfalls, problems. Then you get anxious and you get stressed, it's, and it starts you off stressed. And I think that's yeah. always the worst way to start a Absolutely. holiday is when you're you're running late for whatever reason mm. and you're stressed. You just don't want that. And I always go to Sydney the night before, um, unless it's a late afternoon flight, because I don't trust the freeway. You never know what's going to happen on the freeway no. let's so be honest that's another thing like if you're spending thousands of dollars on a holiday always a night don't, don't skimp over paying for one night's accommodation you wake up refreshed you're not worrying about oh i've got to get up early in the morning i've got to drive to sydney and or get the train or mm-hmm. you know but certainly i mean you could get the train but it would still allow plenty of time because we have train delays sometimes you've got to check your rail and say there's not buses running instead of the train yeah. and all that sort of thing 
just allow time. You know, don't cut yourself short on time. I okay. think it's one of the most important yeah, that's things. Good advice there. Anyway, with packing, I thought, well, we haven't travelled for a long time <laughs> in any great way, but I mean, it depends how you like to pack. Now, some people like to use packing cubes or even if you like plastic Ziploc bags where you can, and you can get some great ones now at some of these outdoor that stores suck them and something. Well, they suck them in, but just lovely zipped ones where you can have all your undies in one and all this. So yeah. you're not just unpacking your whole bag every time. You can lift out what you want and look in that particular bag. So that's a good way of packing. There's those that want to pack flat and those that want to roll. I was going to say, are you? they reckon you get more room if you roll? You do, but it depends, I think, on the fabric. I know some of my fabrics don't roll well. Or they get I do creased. a combination of both. Okay. So up to you, but if you've got like non-iron type fabric, wools, t-shirts, anything like that, roll. Roll away. Because you can roll them really tight and you can squish them in. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Also, put your heaviest items on the bottom. Or if you've got, like my husband has, often takes a pair of uh, R.M. Williams boots with him or if he's climbing, he's got his climbing boots, he wears them on the plane. So you don't have them. But if you do have anything heavy down the bottom because you have at the top, your bag tips over all the time. You do. You stand it up and And it's top heavy. Packing things like an extra set of clothes in your carry-on. I've I've suffered from that myself, so I know what it's like. If you arrive in a hot country and you don't have a change of undies or anything, so just keep that in and your luggage doesn't turn up till 24 hours later. Oh, it just reminds me when we went to a little remote island off uh, Vanuatu and... um, Mm. Our luggage got lost, so mm-hmm. these beautiful uh, police women lent mm-hmm. me their swimmers, which was lovely. <laughs> a size too small, nevertheless, so I was muffin topping for the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of days. So yes, good point there. No, that's a good thing to remember to do, and always like a toothbrush, even just a you know roll-on deodorant, a small tube of toothpaste, toothbrush. You know, just just your little emergency kit. And even when you're travelling, like in a hot country, even on the plane, spray is, I think, some sort of, even if you don't, even just ordinary water, even if it's not an Evian spray or something, but just a mist or a spray okay. to keep yourself cool is a good, good is a good thing to pack as well. Um, if you're a family also, sometimes pack a bit of everybody's in everybody. So if one case goes missing, you've always got something in there for the other person. Oh, now that's clever. I wouldn't have thought of that. So that's another Ooh, one. I like that idea. Yeah. And then, you know, whether you're packing for winter or, yeah, just remember what season you're packing for and pack appropriately for the season. Um, yeah, there's lots of things that you can do. And again, if you're going even on a road trip, I mean, we can think about your road trip. Again, you need to have an emergency kit you know for all sorts of things if you're on a road trip oh, and get, get sat nav or something if you're in a remote know area how to change a tire yeah the basics and and have plenty of extra spare things whatever you need you know mm. so that's a good thing to keep in mind as well but yes look the packing i think you the less you pack the better yeah i had friends that i booked away can you believe they would go on a four to six week trip of europe with hand luggage Wow. Seven kilos is all you're allowed. Wow, and they would just go on yep. with that? because they got sick of waiting for their luggage or luggage going astray, so they just decided they would pack But light. there's something in that because you get your, your favourites that you know are going mm-hmm. to work for mm-hmm. you. And then, look, if you have the opportunity where you get to wash every you know, now and then, you, you do that because I find you pack and then you really only use the first few items you on do. top. You do. 
And yeah. of course, you're going where you often where you don't know anyone else, so it doesn't matter if you wear the same thing every day. Exactly, because you're usually somewhere different every day anyway. And it allows room to maybe purchase a thing or two. Absolutely, while, while <laughs> oh, absolutely. Some good advice. Before we get to hot deals in the marketplace, you just have to share your story about Oman and the mosque. I couldn't believe this. No, well, this is this is absolutely true. We were visiting our friends who live in Oman, who previously lived in Dubai, but they now live in Oman, and it was in the middle of summer, which is not the best time to be there but we'd been to East Africa for the migration of the wildebeest, so we just were there at the wrong time. So therefore, the mosque was virtually empty, which is most unusual, the most glorious, magnificent building I've ever been in. Wow. So we're down there, the four of us with our friends, taking friends of the three, then someone else to take friends of the other three. The photos, yeah. Yeah, and then this couple walked in and came up and said, oh, look, this is silly. Let, let, let me take a photo of the four of you. And we said, oh, yeah. I said, oh, that'd be lovely. Thanks very much. And she said, I know you. And I said, well, I don't know you. I said, I know you're Australian, but she said, you're Sally Lucas. She said, I listen to you on Talking Trail. <laughs> to a new RFM. That's oh, amazing. And this mosque in Oman. I in mean, Oman, the, which, a tiny little country. A tiny little country. And yes, of, and well, then there she, you go. And she lived at the last place my father taught as well in Brankston. It's a small world, isn't it? I oh. mean, I know you would know that with all your travelling, oh, but you know that. Unbelievable. How, was it three degrees of separation? That's just oh, insane. Just, it was insane. But anyway, there you go. Um, thought I'd talk about a couple of or quite a few sea voyages. We're now lucky that we are bringing the cruise ships back into our country, but not just to our country. Of course, they sail to lots of other countries as well. And Oceania cruises who cater just to adults. There's no kiddies on these, so it's just an adults-only cruise for those that want it. You can cut loose. Yeah, so it's really <laughs> all sorts of inclusions as well, but they also have what they call their O-Life Choice, where you can get a, a free package. You can either get like 32 shore excursions free or a beverage package or an onboard credit of 3200 US dollars. Um, but they've got some wonderful long expeditions for those that really like cruising. Now, this one is from um, Los Angeles, and it's going all the way up through Canada into Alaska, which is all stacks and stacks of ports in Alaska, across the Bering Sea, over then into Asia, into Indonesia, into the Indian Ocean, then down into Broome, Perth, etc., and eventually finishes up in Sydney. And that's the 4th of December 2023. So that's a wonderful long cruise for those that would like that. It's a 77-day voyage. Wow, awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, if you look at that map, Sarah, you can just see how many ports of call there are on that so it's a lot. it's just amazing oh. and uh, they've got another one um in may uh, february rather 2024 i know a lot of these are a long way out but people aren't are booking far ahead now you so said it's getting very busy it's getting busy and of course a lot of these are luxury cruises but we find a lot of people out there haven't been spending their money the last couple of years and are quite happy now got a little bit extra at, too so they can shout themselves at the end of this couple of years a lovely lovely holiday so this one again is a 79 day voyage and it's from Papiete to Cape Town so you're going through all the wonderful areas of French Polynesia you've got about 10 11 ports of call just there alone and you go into American Samoa, cruising all through the Pacific, Fiji, um, down and then into the Bay of Islands, all the way around New Zealand to Sydney to Brisbane, Townsville, Cairns, up up into New Guinea to um, Darwin, into Indonesia. You cross through the Java Sea to Singapore. You go in through the Straits of Malacca into Phuket, into Burma or Myanmar, as it is now known, down into Sri Lanka, India, the Maldives, the Seychelles, Mozambique. 
then right down, finish wow. up in Cape Town. Wow, perfect! What a, what a wonderful voyage. Some amazing voyages and there. Here we've got lots in here as well. There's sailing in Western Australia. We've got those wonderful broom to Darwin cruises, which I did. Oh wow, probably ten years ago you this loved April that, now. Didn't you? Oh man, I did. It was spectacular. So there's some beautiful uh, cruises doing that with Coral Expeditions, which is small ship cruising within Australia. And don't forget, we've got Lake Airfall still so if you still haven't seen it this is your time to go and see the glistening water of lake air at its best with all that water that's come down so there's some great packages out there at the moment doing six and seven day packages including wilpina pound which in itself in the flinders ranges is just magnificent as well wonderful old volcanic you know beautiful mountains and craters and yeah and don't forget you've got wonderful expeditions on the gan still available and now the indian pacific again yay but they again Booked out so far ahead, people were booking in the hope that everything would open up. So you're really probably looking at at least 2023. You may strike a cancellation for this year, but you really are looking ahead. Just keep that in mind if you're planning anything. It's not like the old days where you can leave it to the last minute anymore. And look, it'll be here before we know it, you know, already April. It'll be May next and then it'll be halfway through the year and there you go. That's right, the year's over. And then, there you know, it's Christmas. Well, before we get to there, (laughs) do you think we might be able to sneak you in again before Easter? Are you here next Thursday for Talking Travel? You've got to think about this. No, next Friday is Easter. Next Friday is Easter. Oh, so look at it. No, I won't be until the following week now. Well... We will miss you, but um, we look forward to it. Have a lovely Easter. You too. And let's hope we have some reasonable weather. Yeah, fingers and toes crossed. Talking travel. It will be back in a couple of weeks on 2NURFM.